You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Jim and Trent, we say hello to you right here on the Big Talkers 1700. And a great show lined up for you today. Uh, coming up at 420, Rob Howe, Hawk Nation, will be our guest. At 440, Derek Duke will join us. Uh, Big 12, Heartland College football. 5 o'clock, we kick it off with the longtime voice of the Iowa Hawkeyes. Gary Dolphin will be here. And then at around 520-ish or so, Jeff Hughes, the Bears blog, the latest on the Bears. And we will end the program around 540 with Ian Castleberry on Major League Baseball. Trent, we have a great show today, and I cannot wait. How you doing, pal? I'm doing well, Jimmy B. Got the baseball up in front of me, and after the Cubs finished off their victory from last night with the walk-off win in 11 innings in the suspended game, the uh, the second tilt has not gone nearly as well here no. <laughs> as they're getting blown out by the Mets. But, but Jim, I want to start back to last night, and I was yeah. uh, working last evening calling some high school volleyball, so I was in Johnston. Didn't get to see the whole game, but when I got home to see the display of Jacob DeGrom and a guy that you look at the win-loss record, it's not pretty. He's 8-8. Right. Eight eight. Didn't matter what happened in the suspended game here that finished up today. He wasn't going to factor in the decision. All he does, strikes out 10, dominates the Cubs, knocks in the only run of the game offensively for the Mets, and doesn't factor into the decision. This guy has taken already a great young arm and gone to a completely different level. And though the Mets certainly are not a big talker here, Jimmy B., just a, a tip of the ball cap of how much fun it was to watch him dealing last night. And, and you think of a power arm that has such a bright future, Jacob DeGrom, I, on his way, no doubt, to the Cy Young. You know, I sure hope that, A, he gets out of the Mets organization, or B, the Mets find a way to get better, although that doesn't seem to be in their DNA at all in recent years, partner. So I don't know what, what DeGrom's going to do. I mean, you can you can play for a toilet team, you know, your entire career, and and nothing ever comes of it and never have a chance to, you know, even get to a playoff. So I, I hope something good happens to that kid because you're right. He is so much fun to watch. It is must-see TV. You know, one of the uh, big storylines here of the week that has happened, Jim, and, and by the way, good to get you back on off after a day off and another one for you tomorrow. You're, it's all right, the part-time work. I don't got a problem with it, but it is good to hear your voice from time to time. So welcome back. I, I am working. I'm, I'm working. You know that. Always doing. I'm always involved in something. You know that, pal. Well, I, they must pay a lot better than I do. I guess that's the only thing, right? <laughs> I'm not talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Jimmy B, Jimmy B. Hey, yeah. you, the big story for those my... Res- those restaurant coupons are starting to run out. Oh, are they? Oh. <laughs> well, after the way I saw you pay off bets, I had to come back the other way with that. <laughs> Over at Iowa State, we're, we're going to talk some more yeah. Big 12 football later on, but Iowa State in the middle linebacker spot. This is so intriguing, and you know we've talked about the depth chart when that was released on Monday, and we... Went to the different position battles. Who's the backup to David Montgomery? Uh, how are things going to shake out at the kicker position? A couple other things that we talked about. But to me, the most intriguing thing is who's going to be the guy in between Marcel Spears and Willie Harvey, two guys that 
had great seasons a year ago. Frankly, two guys I think that had better seasons than Joel Lanning. It just wasn't the mm-hmm. same kind of story as Joel Lanning. Right. But who's going to be manning that spot? You go back to the spring, it was Orion Vance, the redshirt freshman from Cedar Rapids. He was going to be the guy. All the stories were written. We got to learn a lot about him. Then this summer we heard Bobby McMillan maybe pushing him a little bit, the redshirt junior. And now here in August camp, Mike Rose, a kid not highly regarded coming out of high school. I was looking at his offer list just the other day. It was like Colgate. He was committed to Ball State. We're not talking about the who's who of football out there, but an Ohio kid, when they were playing at Akron, the coaching staff went, watched him play, said he jumped off the field, and that was a true freshman, an opportunity to step in. And this isn't any position. This is a position where you have to know your reads. You have to know your keys. You have to know where everybody else belongs on the defense. Even if Rose doesn't start, but we see him out there, what an impressive run from this young man from Ohio to seemingly come out of nowhere and battle to be the starting middle linebacker in game one. You know, but we see this every once in a while, Trent. A a guy who is not highly recruited, and then the next thing you know, he turns into a star. Look, I could go to Baker Mayfield, who had to walk on at Texas Tech, and then he walked on at Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And as they say, the rest is history. So it's not like this doesn't happen once in a while. It does. Look, everybody swings and misses, not only when you're an NFL draft guru and you say, this guy's in, this guy's out, but it happens with high school kids who are getting looked at by college recruiters and coaches, and they miss once in a while. And so if this guy is the real deal, um, look, we saw Joel Lanning, who hadn't played linebacker since junior high, and turned into a, he's got a chance to stick with the Dallas Cowboys, or at least maybe make the practice squad. Um, you know, it, it, it's, guys are just cut differently sometimes, and maybe it doesn't show right away, and then all of a sudden the light bulb goes on, and they are world beaters. So it's a great story, and we'll have to wait and see if indeed Rose is the guy in the middle for Iowa State. He uh, certainly has ascended up there, and that's a really cool story. On the other side, for, from this great story and Mike Rose making his way out there, you get the other side in Tongamoa. And uh-huh. difficult to wrap your mind around exactly how this has all gone down. And unfortunately, you know, in past years, we were able to get Matt Campbell and, and before it, Paul Rhodes, a couple of times a week. He, they'd have the Monday and the Wednesday get-togethers with the media. So we got to yep. hear a lot more. But when the depth chart was released on Monday, oh, no, Tonga Boa. Okay, that's interesting. And then a couple of the beat reporters started asking questions, and Iowa State told him, well, yeah, he is suspended. Well, you go back just a couple of weeks prior to that, and media day, the question was asked, and Matt Campbell said that he was in good standing. So yes. did either something change, something happened in the preceding two weeks before that, or was it a re-evalu- reevaluation by Matt Campbell to say, this is a bad look. We had a guy that had an OWI, had an accident, had a bunch of things, and we're not even mm-hmm. sitting him down for a game, though he was suspended from team activities during the spring. I mean, get real. Really yeah, suspend really. a guy that yeah. had that against him. Is it a bad look? What direction, and this is all speculation, at least unless you have something, Jim, on the story here, but what would you assume it is? Either something else happened to Tongamoa in between, or it was a reevaluation out of Matt Campbell. 
I think it's reevaluation because we really have heard nothing uh, about Tangamoa uh, since he's been in practice uh, in in fall camp. So I I think it was a reevaluation. I think they felt just like what you just stated that not participating in some of the practices wasn't good enough. And I have a feeling that a message was sent. I'm not sure if it came from a higher office or not, but you got to send a message that, hey, look, even if it's off season and you make a mistake like that, you still have to pay the price. And the price is the first game and a suspension. So I just kind of have a feeling that it was reevaluated and determined that it was. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Jimmy B's mic's going crazy there. Reevaluation. I think that's the one that makes the most sense. And because we don't have anything as it pertains to concrete information, I, I think that's kind of the route that you have to take. You have to look at it and say something clicked with Matt Campbell, somebody said something, but something inside his mind had to change. We will get, I'm sure, further comment about this at some point. I don't know if it's going to come the rest of this week or if we're going to have to wait until Saturday night after the game and try to get further confirmation about what happened. But, you know, from the positive side to the negative side of Iowa State, Certainly a lingering question out there with South Dakota State coming to town, and Cyclones TV will have that. Again, we'll get into more Cyclone talk and some Big 12 conversation coming up at about 4.40 this afternoon. Derek Duke will be joining us from Heartland College Sports. Well, I'm going to work to try to get Brinson's mic back working over there as he is uh, appears to be struggling a little bit. We'll take a break. We'll work uh, get maintenance in here. Get Jimmy B's mic back working and come back on the other side. We got Rob Howe stopping by in about five minutes. Rob Howe from HawkeyeNation.com. The predictions are out from everybody at Hawkeye Nation. Their expectations are big. It is a year where even if you don't believe that I was going to be a team that can win 9, 10, 11, dare I say 12 games like they did three years ago in 2015, even if you don't believe that, the one thing that I do wonder is what is considered a disappointment for Iowa football this year. Now, I believe that the absolute middle is 8-4. and four. Now, who you lose to depends a little bit. Who you beat certainly depends. If you go 8-4 and four with losses to Wisconsin, Penn State, a silly one at Indiana, and Northwestern, Frustrating, sure, but wheels aren't falling off. Or those losses are to your rivals. Iowa State, Wisconsin, Minnesota, throw Northwestern in that mix, and Nebraska, it's different. And that's why I think it's difficult to evaluate you know, what it would take for, for the fan base to be happy. I mean, return trip to Indianapolis? Absolutely. That's what you're looking for. That's what you're hoping for. But kind of get a perspective of that from Rob Howe because everybody at HawkeyeNation.com, they all have Iowa 8-4 and four or better. What is a disappointment? And with a year with a great junior class, a good sophomore class behind it, and a lot of young talent that looks to be evolving and moving their way up the chain, what does that mean? Is this a placeholder type year where the Hawkeyes arrive a bit early? We'll talk about Rob Howe with that. Also, speaking of Iowa football, 
the Big Ten has released their schedules for future seasons. That's right, 2022 through 2025. Iowa, all right, next season. Kind of knew how it was going to be. It's at Michigan. You got Penn State as a crossover. Pretty difficult crossovers that you have in Rutgers, which will actually be week two, which is a little bit odd, but that's the way the schedule breaks. But looking forward, Iowa has a schedule in 2024. Now, hopefully, still here talking about it. Iowa State, of course, is there. Illinois State. They still have one more non-conference game that they have to schedule. But this is what the Hawkeyes have this that year. Everybody in the West, so those six teams, Purdue, Northwestern, Illinois, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Nebraska, and your crossovers, Rutgers, Maryland, and Indiana. 2024 college football playoff. Schedule sets up for six years from now, no doubt about it. We get the break here. We'll fix Brinson's mic, and we'll talk with Rob Howe from Hawkeye Nation. Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. The ARL Second Chance Ranch is a safe haven for horses rescued from abuse, neglect, and abandonment. It is also a temporary home for other barn animals waiting for new, loving families. Join us at the main event on October 12th as we celebrate all the barn animals that are currently in our care and all those that have found new homes. Dance along to live music while enjoying dinner among the horses at the ARL's barn and arena. Get your tickets at arl-iowa.org slash main event. Does overpaying for something make sense? We don't think it does at Charterhouse Real Estate. That is why we have completely changed the commission structure at our real estate firm from what you are used to hearing about. Gone are the days of 6 or 7% to sell your home. We charge $24.95 plus 3%. Don't worry if that sounds a bit odd. Just know that on average, our sellers save thousands in real estate commission when they sell their home with us. The best part is our sellers still get full service, including social media marketing, their home on the MLS, a dedicated agent, and much more. Head to charterhouseiowa.com and use our calculator there to see what your savings could be. We are Charterhouse Real Estate, and we are changing the way you think about selling your home. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. 
Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu. Made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's. Merle Hay Road. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. This year, it's our year. No, no, no. This year, it's my team. Yeah, this is the year. This season, everyone is going to know where I'm tailgating. My team, my colors, my flag. Hello, it's why I fly the flag. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Every team, every sport, every flag. Almost. Buy online and get free shipping. Heartlandflags.com. Hey guys, Trent Condon back here once again. Want to tell you a little bit about New Leaf Wellness Center. New Leaf Wellness has helped me lose weight, gain endurance during workouts, and one of the biggest things, have energy all day long. No more lulls during the afternoon. Great program, great people at New Leaf Wellness Center. Check them out today at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. And all summer long, giving away iCubs tickets. Find out how New Leaf Wellness can help you or give them a call at 515 515- 650-1358. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with New Leaf Wellness. Build your business. At Sinorama of Ribbondale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Ribbondale, the way to grow your business. 3368 100th Street in Urbandale and online at sinorama.com slash ia-urbandale. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind, and our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Everyone is a champion in their own way, but aches and pains can make you want to give up on your training or workouts. Instead of relying on pain medication to power through, stay active with help from Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy. They give you a personal touch to work towards your own wellness goals. With athletic recovery programs to outpatient orthopedic therapy, Angela Spencer PT of Champions Recovery Room will get you feeling your best. Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy, 3030 100th Street in Urbandale and online at championsrecoveryroom.com. It's time for your daily dose of Hawkeye coverage on 1700 KBGG. All right, everybody, welcome back. We continue all the way to 6 o'clock right here on the Big Talker 1700. Rob Howe, Hawk Nation, always good when we get a chance to get him on, especially after he has relocated his phone. That was pretty funny when he lost it. And he is joining us right now. Rob, how are you, pal? And everything is good with you. You're getting excited for the weekend. Finally game week, yeah. I think we've beaten this horse to death. And finally, we get to see the product on the field, which will be nice. Well, it will not be a complete product, obviously, for Iowa. They'll be without two defensive tackles, two starting offensive tackles because of one-game suspensions. Rob, as you go through, and there's been a lot talked about, certainly about Sutton Smith and this defense coming in, 
from Northern Illinois. A lot of times you think of a MAC team, you think of uh, some undersized athletes, they have some speed, but can't hold up at the point of attack. Northern Illinois, though, is built just a little bit differently. When you look at this matchup and how it is, it's not your typical MAC team, it doesn't seem. No, I mean, they're picked to win the, you know, the division of their, I think they're in the Western division, they're, they're picked to win that division and uh, return five offense, you know, the five starting offensive linemen. I think they may have a defensive end out this week, but, you know, most of the guys up front on the defensive side of the ball as well, they were, I think, 32nd in the country last year in scoring defense in a league that likes to throw the ball and score a lot of points, so that's impressive. Um, you know, let's face it, I know Iowa people hate this, but Iowa recruits a lot of kids that Northern Illinois recruits. It's not like they take the ball, and Northern Illinois gets a lot of guys that Iowa doesn't end up offering. But it's not, I mean, the, the talent disparity is not that great. Um, I think from a depth standpoint, Iowa is in better shape, uh, especially at specific positions. But overall, you know, starting 11 or starting 11 on each side of the ball, it's probably a pretty close matchup or a closer matchup than, than you're going to get in a lot of matchups like this where it's Max versus Big Ten. I think one of the schools is that Indiana or Illinois opens up with Kent State, and they're awful. So it's a, it's a different dynamic for Iowa with Northern Illinois. Uh, you're absolutely right. Last time Northern Illinois was at Kinnick, Jordan Lynch found a way to uh, beat the Iowa Hawkeyes that day. They do not have Jordan Lynch, but they do have a quarterback who is a double-threat kind of QB, and it seems that the Hawks seem to struggle with those kind of guys from time to time. Is that a factor? Do you think that the Iowa defense will then be able to have its way stopping the Huskies' offense? It's certainly a concern, Jim. Uh, Marcus Childers, uh, I think he started the last eight games last year and still ended up winning the conference freshman of the year, Um, so Mm -hmm. that's impressive. And he is a guy that can hurt you with his CD, extends plays. Um, and talking to Michael Ojemudia, the cornerback uh, for Iowa yesterday, he talked about, you know, assignment football and making sure you keep him inside the hash marks and not let him get out and make plays. And that's, sometimes that's easier said than done. I think Iowa is more equipped, or they've moved towards being more equipped to face quarterbacks like this and spread offenses they're pretty athletic at linebacker even though these guys are inexperienced and they're deep on the defensive line even with the two defensive tackles that are out uh they should have a four-man rotation at end and a four-man rotation on the inside as well on what's expected to be probably you know 80 to 85 degree day it's a little hotter um i think that will benefit iowa i think they've got and i think they also have some uh, you know that there's a chance that they'll go a little bit deeper at linebacker rather than just the three starters as well. So I think some depth in that front seven could help them on Saturday. Final thing for me on Northern Illinois, and it's some quotes that Sutton Smith had a few days back talking about the Hawkeye matchup. Now, normally, you know, the, the bulletin board material I think can be overblown, but I do see it's being used, uh, at least from a picture on Twitter, that it is the football offices over in Iowa City that Sutton Smith's quotes are up there. Does it make a hill of beans, though? I don't think it's a huge deal in this situation, Trent, just because, as we've talked about, I think Iowa has respect for Northern Illinois. I know the coaching staff does, and I'm sure that the coaching staff has preached that to the players. And you just have to look at what Northern Illinois did last year. I mean, they lost to Boston College, a team that Iowa was in a dogfight with in the pinstripe ball. 
they lost to them by three points, and they won it in Lincoln, in Nebraska. Um, you know, in Rod Carey's five years um, at the school, they're four and one against Big Ten teams. Their only loss mm-hmm. is a twenty to thirteen setback at Ohio State. So they're not going to be overwhelmed coming in here. And I don't think I don't think that bulletin board material stuff really plays in this matchup, just because I don't think Iowa's going to overlook them anyway. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, they're too good a team, and they feature in Sutton Smith, a, a terrific uh, individual player on the defensive side. What do you take away from what Iowa will do on that offensive line to try to slow Sutton Smith down? I think you have to get into, you know, third and manage- manageable. I think that uh, that um, Iowa's going to try to, and <laughs> The key to success for them, and this isn't a revelation of any kind, is being able to run the football, particularly inside. I think Iowa's strength on the offensive line is Keegan Render at center, Ross Reynolds at left guard, Cole Van Wert at right guard. I think those guys um, are ready to go. I, I think you want to keep the pressure off the def- or off the offensive tackles, off of Kallenberger, um, Dalton Ferguson, and I think Levi Paulson will also get to the re- that rotation. You want to get out away from third and long, where Guys like Sutton Smith, uh, there's blitzes. They can do stuff and pin their ears back and come after Stanley. I don't think you want to get in that situation very often, if at all, uh, on Saturday. Talk with Rob Howe right now, HawkeyeNation.com. Rob, you, uh, you, John Miller, and, and the others at Hawkeye Nation made your predictions for this year. And seemingly everybody high. I, I believe the worst number that was thrown out there was 8-4. and four expectations pretty big for the Hawks. Yeah, I think um, I haven't seen a lot of below 8-4 and four predictions from you know people in the state to people in the region to people nationally. I think people look at Iowa's schedule and see it as a manageable schedule and one that eight wins is probably um, the low watermark. I think anything less than eight wins um, aside from if there are major injuries, Stanley being the major injury um, I think that would be a major disappointment. I think eight wins would be a major disappointment for a lot of people, but I think eight wins with this team, with as many um, question marks going into the season as it has, I think that would be pretty acceptable. And I, and I think it's capable of winning more. Um, you know, there's just I, I look at the schedule, guys, and it just seems like there are a lot of toss-up games. And we see that every year, but maybe a little bit more this year uh, even than, than in other years. But they're going to be favored in every game with the exception of Wisconsin and Penn State. So is that the reasoning then that a lot of people believe, including yourself, that they're going to be 8-4, 9-3, maybe even 10-2? Yeah, and I think there's, that's probably what has people, especially on the outside, looking at it that way, Jim. Um, but okay. we're not, we, see, we know this thing a little bit better um, than people on the outside. Week two, even week one. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't think either. You know, the three of us would be shocked if Northern Illinois won this game. If we, if any of us are shocked, then we're not paying attention to what's going on. Iowa State in week two. To me, that's a toss-up game. I know Iowa's going to be favored in that game, but we saw what happened last year at Ames. Uh, that game was there for the Cyclones for the taking. Uh, Wisconsin in week four. So the, the start of this season is hard enough that it could set the tone for what happens later on in the year, and then. You know, I look at, at Indiana, you look at Purdue, at Penn State, um, you know, Northwestern at home, 
who knows what you're going to get in Nebraska at the end of the season. Like I said, I just think there are a lot of toss-up games here. But I think, as you said, Jim, I was going to be favored in most of these games. I think people are giving the benefit of the doubt that at least in those toss-up games, they'll at least split or come out ahead in most of those. If Iowa disappoints this year and goes 6-6, six and 5-7 six, and seven even, say it's maybe an injury to Nate Stanley, that certainly could lead down that kind of path. If something like that happens, Kirk Ferentz will break the all-time wins record this season with his first victory of the year at the University of Iowa. Does pressure start to build? You have 2015, but that's starting to get further and further in the rearview mirror. And then when you take a wider look back, 2009 was a long time ago. What happens if Iowa really does disappoint this year? You and Jim will be monitoring the Hawkeye Nation message boards. <laughs> yes, yes, that is true. That is true. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, in seriousness, I, I think there's pressure, guys, going into this season. Because if you look at this, Kirk's 63. He, he's a young 63. He's in shape. I think he's got his wits about him. I think he's still energized. But he can't coach forever. And this is, he's, you know, he's got more years behind him than ahead of him. And his legacy is starting to wane down. And I think, I don't think it's a stretch. I, I think, I don't know if it's a plan, but I think the wish or the hope is that Brian Ferentz takes this program over. In order to do that, in order to sell that to the fans, they have to be good the next few years. They have to get this thing going at a better level. They've got to beat Wisconsin. They've got to win West Division titles for that to be palpable to the fan base. You look, there's, I think as of yesterday, there are 2,500 tickets left for Saturday's game. They haven't sold out the next three games. Granted, there are only single, you know, single tickets left for those games, but the first four games are yet to be sold out. So to me, that tells me there's still people that are like, let's wait and see with this thing. And a lot of it, there's a great amount of ticket money, and that fuels these programs. But putting butts in the seats is really important, too. If you look at a 5-7 and seven or a 6-6 six and six season this year, selling mm-hmm. tickets going into next year is going to be that much more difficult. Very important year. I think there's definitely pressure on them to do better this year than they did last year. And, you know, Wisconsin is the favorite to win that division, so Iowa's going to have to over-achieve, overachieve if it wants to overcome the Badgers. You know, you mentioned that. I kind of would have thought with the uh, construction of the north end zone that people would go just so they could say, hey, we were there and the place looks great. You're not you're not buying that, huh? No bathrooms in the north end zones are concessions. <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe that's holding them back a little bit. I, just, I mean, you guys know this stuff. It's not cheap to go to a college football game. When you just get tickets, concessions, parking, you add all that up. It's an investment. And there are a lot of things that people have going on in their lives. You know, when I, the, my lasting image of last season isn't the pinstripe bowl, and it really isn't the game at Nebraska, because Nebraska was kind of a dumpster fire by the time they got there. Yeah. It was the look on people's faces that last home game when they lost to Purdue after they, they demolished Ohio State, then went up to Wisconsin, laid an egg, and then came home and lost to Purdue for the people that go to Iowa games, that's one of their lasting memories from last year. Iowa has to be better than that. They can't lose games like, and that's no disrespect for Purdue. They came on last year. Iowa's got to win those games at home, or they're in, you know, they're in danger of falling behind programs like Purdue and Minnesota. And you can 
pretty much say that they're kind of on even footing right now with Northwestern, and all of them are trying to play catch-up with Wisconsin. So you look at the dynamic of the Big Ten West, it's time for Iowa to make a move. Rob, uh, one final thing on the football front. do want to try to sneak in a quick basketball question for you. But uh, yesterday when Kirk Ferentz was explaining the screw-up on the depth chart, one of the more enter- entertaining little uh, quips that we've heard out of Kirk in a while at a press conference? Yeah, it was, it was odd. Um, my 22nd year doing this, so I've been here with yeah. all 20 for Kirk. And, there, you know, we've had different various weird things that happen at press conference, but that was an odd one yesterday. It was a little uncomfortable, too. Was it? Because I, I think it was Scott Dockerman who asked the question about Ryan Gersande winning the punting job, and there was like a long pause, and then Kirk was like, where did you see that? And wow. Scott said on the depth chart, or somebody said on the depth chart, and Kirk said, yeah, that's wrong. Uh, Colton Rastad is the starter, and we're all just, because most of us, um, you know, wrote a depth chart story on Monday when we saw the depth chart, and a lot of us expected Grisande to win the job. He's the kid that came out on scholarship. Rastetter struggled mightily last year, 106 out of 107 uh, punters and FBS. Um, so I think it was just kind of a weird moment. Everybody was surprised, and that mix-up of communication, just I think it kind of caught everybody off guard, not the least of which was uh, Kirk Ferentz. We'll say basketball for another time. Quickly, I know you saw a local kid here play on uh, Friday night. He didn't even give me a call as you were in Des Moines, Rob. I'm, I'm disappointed, but <laughs> tell us what you saw from uh, Gavin Williams, and, and you struggled finding a parking spot there at Spot of Valley Stadium. I could have hooked you up. Man, Valley's a tough place. Uh, I should have known that before from when I was had the practices out there, yeah. but I did find a spot and got, on, got in there a little bit late. Um, tough night for him. He got hurt in the second half on a punt. He muffed a punt, then went to recover it and got nailed by a couple of Valley guys. And Valley was loading the box. They weren't going to let him beat them. But you could see some nice things from him. Um, I, I really liked his patience. Um, he waited for his blocks to set up. Uh, pretty good vision once he saw an opening. Um, so you could see the talent there for sure. Um, I hope to get to see him in weeks. I guess it would be week three. They play at Iowa City West. Um, so hopefully he's healthy. I'd like to get another look at him uh, against another pretty good program. No doubt about it, Rob. How HawkeyeNation.com, that and a whole lot more with the guys at Hawkeye Nation. Rob, we'll talk again here in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Have a good afternoon. Rob Howe, okay. find him on Twitter, at Rob Howe, HN, as we get the break. We go from the Hawkeyes to the Clones coming up next, Jimmy B. Going to talk with our man Derek Duke from Heartland College Sports. Looking forward to getting into the Cyclones. How much do you know about the Jackrabbits here as we sit on a Wednesday? Um, I know their nickname, the Jackrabbits. Okay, okay. Anything else? Uh, I know that they're pretty good offensively, but they struggle to stop people. The hardest working man in sports radio, Jim Brinson. More from him. And we're talking with yes. Derek Duke coming up next year. Insightful, in- insightful commentary. Back with more Jimmy V and TC. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at therookiesportscards.com.
It's been a beautiful day across central Iowa. It'll be clear and comfortable overnight with a low falling to 56. Full sunshine expected again on Thursday with a high near 80 degrees. I'm Local 5 meteorologist Brandon Lawrence. Don't waste away the last days of summer in a car you hate. Join my flip-flop revolution today. Hey, Joe Clemens here from Capital City Motor Company. I'm on a mission to help everyone kick back in a car they love. I'll help you flip out of your current car and flop into a nicer, newer one by paying up to $4,679 more than appraised value for your trade. Relax in a ride you'll love. My one and only for the people credit approval process is easy breezy. My team is the best there is, and we know how to get you approved, even if you've been turned down before. Don't waste away the last days of summer. Be part of my flip-flop revolution. I'll pay up to $4,679 more for your trade. And you can flip out of your old car and flop into a nicer, newer car today. But hurry, the revolution ends August 31st or after we've flip-flopped 82 cars. I'm Joe Clemens, and I'm a dealer for the people. Come see us at Capital City Motor Company in Des Moines on East University. One block off I-235 on the State Fair side. Call 265-1467 or online at ApprovedByJoe.com. ApprovedByJoe.com. www.approvedbyjoe.com. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Guys, football season is approaching soon. Every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday will be devoted to football. Do what I do. Build up that Goodwill bank account. And here's a way you can build up that Goodwill bank account. Take your wife or your significant other to one of the many farmer's markets located throughout central Iowa. Grimes, Indianola, Johnson, Perry, Pleasant Hill, Polk City, West Des Moines, Ankeny, Beaverdale, Bondurant, and a whole bunch of them scattered throughout Des Moines. Farmer's markets continuing through the whole month of August for more information. Go to catchdemoin.com backslash events. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty is a full-service residential realtor serving all of Central Iowa. She specializes in new construction, relocation, acreages, single-family, and condo townhouse sales. Stephanie Goodhue, a buyer's agent and a seller's agent, along with a member of the National Association of Realtors and the Des Moines Area Association of Realtors. Let Stephanie provide a free market analysis if you're considering selling your home. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty. She will lead you home. 
Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, welcome back. We roll all the way till 6 right here on the Big Talker 1700. Uh, You've heard him on the show before. He's back, and we are excited to have him because football is finally here. Derek Duke, Big 12, Heartland College Sports. He joins us right now on the Big Talker 1700. Derek, good afternoon to you. And how jacked are you for, well, let's see, we got games tomorrow night, Friday, Saturday. This is going to be great, pal. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys having me on the show. Yeah, uh, really excited to, to get things kicked off. It'll actually, a Big 12 play will start uh, tomorrow evening. Uh, Oklahoma State taking on Missouri State over in Stillwater. Fox is going to be there, so I think Joe Klatt and Gus Johnson are going to be on the call, which is always nice uh, Nice to see. So, yeah, just real excited for week one and, you know, getting everything ready, the previews, predictions, and all that cranked out this week. It's been a, been a very, very busy week, but I think we're going to get, you know, treated this weekend to some great college football. You know, a lot of people, obviously, Derek, are talking about Texas trying to avenge the loss from a year ago at home to Maryland, this time going out to uh, Maryland at FedEx Field in that first game, Tennessee, West Virginia, Ole Miss, Texas Tech. But I want to go somewhere else first with our first look at a matchup, and that's Oklahoma hosting Florida Atlantic. Lane Kiffin creates a lot of headlines, deservedly so a year ago, with what he did with that offense and turned them into a big-time team. They can run the football. Singletary is an NFL back. They're not great defensively, but it feels like we got shootout written out here. But any way at all Florida Atlanta can actually win this game or is that a hill too tall to climb here for the Owls I think that's going to be a hill too tall to climb there I know I know Florida Atlantic is the the talk of the group of five programs all across the country even getting some preseason love as well but you know because of Lane Kiffin and because of all that I think we kind of overhype it just a little bit don't forget they are losing their quarterback at FAU you just mentioned the running back position they have there is fantastic but like you also said, they do have a lot of questions defensively at FAU. And with Lincoln Riley and his offensive mind, Oklahoma's loaded across the board offensively, offensive line, wide receivers, some great running backs, Rodney Anderson, Trey Sermon. Obviously, Kyler Murray's going to be playing in his first game. This is really a full-time starter, so that's going to be interesting to see. But I just have a hard time seeing a team like FAU keep up with the Sooners' offense. Could it be a little bit closer than what we all probably think? I think so. I think defensively Oklahoma may struggle here or there a bit, but I think in the end Oklahoma's just going to be able to to pull away with all the talent they have on offense. 
Um, we'll get to the Big 12 here in just a moment. My follow-up question, though, since you are talking about Florida Atlantic, Lane Kiffin, if, his, if he's successful again in getting his team to a bowl after this season, if there's a couple of big jobs that open up, does he get a call or still not yet? That would be hard to say, depending on, I believe he signed that, that quite a lengthy uh, contract extension over down at FAU, so... I think right now he's happy where he's at. You know, he's able to really kind of build himself up at a program like FAU. I have a hard, I would have a hard time seeing him leave after this after this season if he had another great year at FAU. Maybe down the road, year three, year four, I could see some program taking a chance on him, especially from a big Power Five school. But right now, I think it's just maybe a bit too soon for Lane Kiffin. How about this scenario? It goes south for Texas Tech. The outpost of Lubbock, a little bit uh, yeah. different kind of place. It's not a blue blood football program, and they have to get ready, rid of Cliff Kingsbury. If that happens, could that be a possible destination for Lane Kiffin? Boy, I'd have a hard time seeing it. The thing about Texas Tech down here, it is just such, it's so remote. It's almost mm-hmm. like West Virginia in a sense, but it's West Texas. And you have, they have such a hard time getting guys to go, to go out to Lubbock just because it's so isolated out in West Texas. There isn't a whole lot out there once you get around the Lubbock area. So it's very, very hard to recruit there. So for me, for looking at Texas Tech, I think you have to go with somebody with ties to that program who was either played there or coached there at one point. So to me, that's, that's really where Cliff comes in and, you know, Obviously, they've struggled uh, over the last couple of seasons. But as far as a fit-wise, if you're looking for the right guy, Cliff, a guy like Cliff, Mike Leach, those guys are absolutely perfect in what they do out, out where they're able to do out in Texas Tech. So I think they kind of have to go outside of the box a little bit. So I do, I do expect if they're going to go with somebody who doesn't have any ties, they need somebody who can develop those three, you know, two, three, four-star guys and turn them into those four or five-star guys that we see, you know, with programs like TCU's done successfully with Gary Patterson, uh, Iowa State, obviously with Matt Campbell, doing a great job of developing development of players. So I think you may have to go that route, but I really have a hard time seeing Texas Tech uh, go away from somebody without you know having some sort of tie to the program. Um, you referenced uh, Iowa State and Matt Campbell. Let's go there now as they open up with South Dakota State, uh, a team that uh, is no pushover uh, in FCS, and how do you view this game right right from the gate as they open up this weekend? I, I would be. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Iowa State was leading by you know two or three touchdowns at the half. Um, I want to. I'm just curious to see what that offense is going to look like with Kyle Kemp. I don't think they're going to necessarily need to show a lot in that first game, uh, just because of the talent. I think Matt Campbell is doing a great job now. Maybe if this was a couple years ago, maybe under Paul Rhodes. I'd be a little bit more worried that with Matt Campbell, the way he's coached, the way I've seen him progress, especially last season, I really wouldn't have any concerns if I was an Iowa State fan right now for Saturday. So I think, you know, they may start slow for a series of two. They may only score a touchdown in the first quarter, but I think eventually by halftime, I don't think Iowa State should really have anything to worry about. If uh, people aren't picking Oklahoma to win the conference, a lot of people are jumping all in for West Virginia. And Derek, We've uh, talked about this a little bit. I'm not as big a believer as many people are with the Mountaineers. They get Tennessee. On paper, a good matchup, but we know Tennessee is certainly your number one of a new coaching staff, kind of a shell of what we grew up seeing with the Volunteers. 
Any concern here, though, with the, the new the turnover at Tennessee? Or do you see West Virginia rolling in this matchup in Charlotte? I think I, I would see West Virginia, you know, maybe. I think this is another game could be closer around the half, but I think around late third quarter, the offense is going to be just too much for Tennessee to handle. And I think West Virginia will win, you know, something like 35-17, 35-20, somewhere in that range. But you mentioned with, with Tennessee, obviously, the rebuilding with uh, Jeremy Pruitt, first-year head coach, you know, coached at Alabama last season as a defensive coordinator, did a great job. But there's just a lot, a lot Tennessee's been going through right now. I believe they've had like five different head coaches in the last 10 years or something like that. So it's been a long time since they've seen a bunch of success over in Tennessee. So I think for the first game for Jeremy Pruitt as a Tennessee head coach, I think it's a tall task to overcome, especially when you have playing West Virginia week one and that high-powered offense. So I think I'm sure they're still going to be figuring things out by then. So I have a hard time seeing Tennessee keep up with West Virginia as well, so I agree. Like I would say West Virginia by at least two touchdowns in this ballgame. Um, we got two teams in Texas and Maryland that got all kinds of notoriety for all the wrong reasons. Uh, the coach for Maryland, Durkin, is out. Uh, Texas, now you're finding out that maybe their head coach was hanging out at a strip club. and uh, I mean, it's... It, it, it's it's all the wrong it's all the wrong reasons instead of talking about the rematch between these two teams. Where are you, and will any of that off-field stuff be a factor? I think if it was going to be a factor for either team, I think it's going to have to go with Maryland. Obviously, you know, you mentioned the Texas and the whole Tom Herman and the strip club thing. That was you know years ago. Obviously, what yeah. happened happened. So I have a hard time. Obviously, it's probably going to be brought up sometime after the game, you know, or next week, whenever it may be with the local media there in Austin. But I think the bigger issue right now, as you mentioned, with D.J. Durkin uh, taking a leave of absence and now interim head coach uh, Matt Canada, who is the offensive coordinator, is now going to be promoted to head coach for this for this forever long uh, D.J. Durkin is suspended. So I think it's going to be very interesting for Maryland. Obviously, they've been through a lot, a lot of turmoil. You know, obviously they had the player pass away uh, earlier in the summer, and just so much has happened in such short time for Maryland, I think I, I cannot say they're really going to have a successful football season this year. I see them struggling. There's just too much going on around that program for them to, I believe, really focus in on the game games week to week. So to me, obviously, it's kind of unfortunate that, the, like you mentioned, that the storylines in this game are kind of playing off the field. When on the field, we could see a great, great ball game. Both offenses, I think, are going to be looking to run the football. I think you're going to see a very physical game up front. Now, for me, my key storyline in that ball game is going to be which team can stop the run. Maryland gave up over 190 rushing yards per game last season, and Texas obviously defensively was a lot better uh, last year. So it's going to be very interesting to see uh, who comes out on top in that game. Final minute with you, Derek, and a quarterback question. Will Greer, we talk about just how good he is, but I gave you a pick of where would Kyle Kemp rank for this season, this season alone. We know he has experience, but... If you're ranking the quarterbacks for 2018, where does he rank in your mind in the Big 12? As of right now, I'd probably have Kyle Kemp more in that middle of the pack. Uh, I, obviously, you mentioned Will Greer. I think he is the clear-cut number one guy. Behind him at the number two spot, I would have Charlie Brewer from Baylor. Obviously, yep. the sample size isn't that great, but what he's done in that short period of time at Baylor and how he changed that offense, it was like a, they lit a new spark on offense, so... I really like what Charlie was able to do with that Baylor offense. 
At number three, I think you can make an argument for possibly Kyler Murray, depending on how much you believe in him, uh, either one of the Kansas State quarterbacks. But Kyle Kemp, I could see anywhere from the four to five range for me. I think he's a mid-tier quarterback. Uh, I think he's really, really smart with the football. He takes care of it, which is the most important thing for a quarterback and obviously winning football games. But I just need to see more, more of him throwing the football downfield, completing some more of his passes. Is he capable of doing that? I think so. He's a veteran guy. He's been through a lot. So I, it wouldn't surprise me if he was a top three quarterback uh, during the season or after the season when it's all said and done. But I really do like Kyle Kemp from a veteran leadership standpoint. Thank you, Derek. Good talking with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. Derek Duke, Heartland College Sports with a look around the Big 12. One hour in the book, we kick it off. The second hour with the voice of the Hawkeyes, Gary Dolphin. In high school football each Friday night on 1700 KBGG with the Central Iowa Game of the Week, starting at 7 o'clock on Fridays. Thinking about selling your home soon? Listen up, as this will save you big money. Charterhouse Real Estate is a full-service real estate firm that has eliminated the typical 6 or 7% commission structure that you are used to. We charge sellers $24.95 plus 3%. We know, math stinks, so think about it like this. If you were selling a $200,000 house, you would save roughly $3,500 with us versus a 6% commission. If your home is $400,000, the savings would be $9,500. The best part, you get the savings while still getting all the service. Professional photography, a short three-month contract, social media marketing, sign-in lockbox, all major real estate websites, and of course, your home will be on the MLS as well. Get it all and save money. We like the sound of that. Learn more at charterhouseiowa.com or search for us on Google. And while you're there, make sure to check out our hundreds of five-star reviews. That's charterhouseiowa.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. From the Barrel, Des Moines Whiskey Festival kicks off this year and will be taking place at the River Center in downtown Des Moines, featuring two days of food, entertainment, cigars, great causes, and of course, whiskey. Don't miss Des Moines Whiskey Festival happening November 2nd and 3rd. Tickets on sale now at dsmwhiskeyfest.com. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu. Made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's. Merle Hay Road. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. This year, it's our year. The year we win it all. This is the year the flag flies. For wins, for big games, for titles. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. These colors, uh, these colors mean everything. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Football, basketball, hockey, NASCAR, and more. Shop 3719 Southwest 9th Des Moines or heartlandflags.com. 
You can help plant the seeds of hope in the heartland. Imagine how an at-risk child's life can change when one small act of kindness leads to an entirely different path. Wildwood Hills Ranch is transforming the lives of at-risk children, one heart and one child at a time, through year-round character, leadership, and teamwork training. Frederick Douglass was right. It is better to build strong children than repair broken men. Help forge a path by sponsoring an at-risk child today. Learn more by visiting wildwoodhillsranch.org. Touchdown! Don't miss out on tailgates and touchdowns because your cars broke down. Instead, call an Audible by calling Absolute Auto Repair, where we offer free loaner cars while yours is in the shop. At Absolute Auto Repair in Irvingdale, we get that when your car breaks down, your life is interrupted. That's why we offer loaner cars to keep your busy life moving. Absolute Auto Repair in Irvingdale on Hickman Road near Cobblestone Theater. Google Absolute Auto Repair Irvingdale. Absolute Auto Repair is a proud supporter of high school football. Touchdown, Absolute Auto Repair. Don't waste away the last days of summer in a car you hate. Join my flip-flop revolution today. Hey, Joe Clemens here from Capital City Motor Company. I'm on a mission to help everyone kick back in a car they love. I'll help you flip out of your current car and flop into a nicer, newer one by paying up to $4,679 more than appraised value for your trade. Relax in a ride you'll love. My one and only for the people credit approval process is easy breezy. My team is the best there is and we know how to get you approved, even if you've been turned down before. Don't waste away the last days of summer be part of my flip-flop revolution i'll pay up to four thousand six hundred seventy nine dollars more for your trade and you can flip out of your old car and flop into a nicer newer car today but hurry the revolution ends august 31st or after we've flip-flopped 82 cars i'm joe clemens and i'm a dealer for the people come see us at capital city motor company in the morning on east university one block off i-235 on the state fair side call 265-1467 or online at approved by joe.com approved by joe.com www.approved by joe.com Trade allowance, negative equity may be refinanced. All terms subject to approval. Now at Menard, save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. Build your next outdoor project with AC2 treated decking. 8-foot AC2 treated thick deck boards are 15% thicker than traditional deck boards. Just $3.55 each after sale price and 11% off. Plus, additional sizes are also on sale. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Good through September 1st. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions.